0: Well, hey there. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, the show that's all about real talk, real business, and real growth. I'm your host, Renee Dallow, multi-passionate entrepreneur, business and life coach, keynote speaker, and wedding planner. In this show, we dive headfirst into the conversations that matter most, from personal development to relationships, career success to wellness, and everything in between, This is a safe space to explore your messy middle and come out on the other side with a little more wisdom and hopefully a few more laughs. Every episode will bring you experts and thought leaders sharing their insights, experiences and life lessons, empowering you to take that next step toward being your favorite version of yourself. Are you ready for it? Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dello. It's me, your host, Renee Dello, coming to you on video. Makeup. I put makeup on for y'all. I didn't do my hair though. Um, this week we are here with the lovely and
1: fabulous Heidi Schock. Heidi, how are you? I am fantastic, Renee. I'm so excited to chat with you. We've already had a little behind the scenes and I'm just in love with you already. Yes,
0: I was like, wait, wait, wait. I have to <laughs> capture it. Hold on. Um, we are talking, Heidi is here to talk about. Uh, single parenting while being an entrepreneur, which we have done the show for four years, Heidi, and we've never talked about this. One, Mm -hmm. because I myself am child free. But two, I just think that maybe the wedding industry, I think we have a little something going on about single parenting while being wedding pros. And so I know you're not a wedding pro, but I just want to talk about like, how how, running a business, taking care of your family,
1: like, how did it all, how do you do it? (laughs) Uh, it's, it's definitely a work in progress. That's for sure. There's ebbs and flows. And the way I actually, I started my business by going through a divorce. I was a stay at home. I was a stay at home mom. I didn't have to worry about finances. He, that was his department was the finances. And my job was the, my my responsibility was the home. So then when I found myself moving through a divorce in 2018, I was like, what am I going to do? I wanted to be able to take care of me, my kids, my five animals at the time and keep my home. And so I was like, what do I get to do and still be home? I was a very active mom. I was go- I was involved in the school. I was part of the auction committee at their school doing all of that. Homeroom mom for both classes, like all the oh, things. Wow. And I'm like, how do I still be present with them and home for them and also be able to create an income? So I did work two jobs while I was building my business. So I was coming and going and that led to burnout. Um, however, now I work my business full time. And I get to be home. I'm in my office. They're out there watching. My sons watching Hamilton. My daughter's spinning on her spinner for ice skating. Um, and we had tutoring earlier. And I get to be flexible with my business. I work four and a half hours a day, blocked time. And then I'll, if I need extra time, I'll bring that in at night or in the morning or on the weekends when I need it. But it's been, um, it's definitely been a learning curve and a learning experience, yeah. and also a beautiful journey as far as bringing them into it with me because i couldn't yeah. if i couldn't bring them in with me then i w- it wouldn't work yeah wouldn't work. what would what would you say like back in
0: 2018 when you were getting started did you have a lot of mindset stuff to overcome like to do that yeah <laughs> look at that face yes <laughs> tell me tell me
1: so uh the i thought because i hired a mentor right out of the gate somebody i could not afford She was way out of my league at the time and she was like, do what you know. And I'm like, okay, I know, I know health and wellness. I was a personal trainer before I got married. I competed in bodybuilding and figure. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be so easy because everybody made it so easy. It's not easy, but it can be simple, but it's not easy. So they, everybody made it so easy. I was like, oh, this is going to be simple. I'm going to make my million dollars. Like this is going to be a piece of cake. Um, So, all of a, then I realized that on social media, you actually have to be seen and heard. And I was like, what? Because I grew up that being, you could be seen as children, but you couldn't be heard. Right. And anytime I did speak, most of the time when I spoke up, I was, it was met with really bad consequences for me. So yeah. I always, I always like shined away from the spotlight and I always kept my voice. I dimmed my voice. So now I actually have a podcast that I would Love to have you on. Called yes, Be She. You. It's called <laughs> Be Seen, Be Heard, Be Empowered. And when I first started my business, the crazy thing is, is that I could I was debilitatingly shy. I did not want to go live. I did not want to put my message out and I couldn't go be vulnerable. I'm like, how am I going to share my story and my journey? Who wants to hear my story and my journey? Who am I to share that? Right? Like nobody wants right. to hear from me. So that was my biggest obstacle that I had to overcome. And luckily for me in that program that I joined, there was another member and she befriended me and she, we were in the DMs talking on Facebook and she said, I have a challenge for you. Will you accept it? And I'm like, okay, like, what could this, how hard can this be? Yeah. And she's like, great. I want you to go live. And you, your topic is breaking my breakdown to get to my breakthrough. Immediately my throat closed. I started sweating. I started shaking and I wanted, I wanted to just hide. And she goes, yeah. I want to support you and I will be there for you on your live stream, but you must do it now because I'm across the pond. She was in England. I'm in Florida. And she's like, it's after midnight right now and I need to go to bed, but <laughs> I will support you in doing this. So I literally hit the live button and Renee, when I tell you it was the worst live stream you will would ever see in your life, I was bawling, crying. I was shaking. I was hyperventilating. I was puffy. A migraine was developing. It was all the, fails, all the things. Yes. And all the- I stopped the live stream. She got in the DM and she's like, That was awesome. And I'm like, No, it wasn't. And she's like, That was awesome. And I have another challenge for you. Will you accept it? I'm like, oh, it, it can't be any worse than that. I almost died. <laughs> and she goes, I'm like, Sure, whatever. She goes, Great. You get to go live for the next five days. I go, I'm done. Good night. And I went to bed and I woke up the next day and I woke up to the most amazing responses from people inside that private Facebook group. They were like, thank you so much for showing up vulnerably. Thank you so much for showing up raw. And now you've inspired me to go live. You've inspired me to walk through my fears and I was yes. like, wow, that was the first moment. And I believe it didn't just, the fear didn't just disappear with that. No, One of the coaches actually did a impromptu training that day around vulnerability and the power of showing up vulnerably because of how I showed up in that live stream. So what I want to share with everybody here is on all your, your listeners is that if there's a fear that you have. If you focus on one person, just helping one person, that now that's what I do because I still have fear. I go live, but I still have fear with it because I'm, I'm afraid. Well, what if somebody says something or right, or right. you know, or, what are they going to think about me? But that's changed because I, I just focus on one person. If I can fo- if I can help one person be seen and be heard and empower them to do so and step out of their comfort zone. And that's going to shift the trajectory of their life. Your audience is wedding professionals. If you can step out of your comfort zone and create the most beautiful memory and wedding for your people, that's what matters. So when we get out of our own way, that's when we can serve. And that's what I have to remind myself every day, because that was the biggest fear that I had when I was starting my business. I'm sorry so, that was a tangent. About no, that.
0: I love it. So you did the five days live
1: and did it sort of,
0: I always think, you know, when we put ourselves on, on the front there of bravery, when someone says, go be brave and you're like, okay, I guess I'll do it. You know, I always feel like bravery is a muscle, right? And so the more we practice it, the better we get at it. Do you, I know you said you still get nervous, but do you feel like you're altogether more brave than you were back in 2018?
1: Oh, I'm much more brave than I was in 2018. I've definitely evolved and my business yeah. has evolved. I didn't start as a business coach because I didn't know anything about business. So I've Fish. evolved. I mean, and, you, and some of you that are listening will find you'll evolve. You'll be, you yeah. know, three years from now, you'll be, your business will will evolve over time. Um, I am more brave. And now I can, it's not as scary to step out of my comfort zone because I didn't no. die when I went live that day. Right. I had all the feels and all of the emotions and it was super ugly, but I didn't die. So I know no matter what I do going forward, like sending an email or, or, or putting a stake in the ground for something that I believe in, that could be super scary. um, You just, I send it and I I go, I send it and run. Like that's what you do. You just send it and run because that's how you're going to grow your audience. You get to, you get to put your stake in the ground. You get to stand for something and it's not always going to be what everybody agrees with, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, because that's what's going to make the difference in to your audience and in the world. So tell me about single parenting as an
0: entrepreneur. Right before we pressed record, you were talking about um, dealing with your kids' morning routines, and we we love a good morning routine around here. So tell me what's going on with that.
1: Yeah, I love a good morning routine. I have my routine. I do my gratitude journal and all the things, and. I used to sit with coffee with my dogs and then the kids would be sleeping. But now my kids are in two different schools. So my daughter's in ninth grade, my son's in seventh. So she starts, she has to be in school at 7.30 and he has to be in school by 9.30. So it's like literally start working till 10. (laughs) Unless I get up at four, I'm not really doing much, you know? So the last two weeks ago, I was away. I was away at an event after Thanksgiving for an entire week. So their father had them. And she came back home in the first two days, she was cranky as heck, like waking up in the morning, she would yell at me, she didn't want to get out of bed. And I'm like, I can't do this for the next rest of the year. Like until May, I can't do this. This is not going to work. So I decided we're going to sit down and we're going to have a dinner. So I told them on when, this was Monday and Tuesday that I dealt with this. And then Wednesday, I said, we're going, that's it. I'm done. We're going to dinner. They're like, we're going to dinner. I'm like, yep, you guys pick it. You guys pick where you want to go. I brought my no- I brought a nice little notebook out and I we ordered and I said okay, let's get to it. We we are getting super structured in our mornings and in our days because structure yes. creates freedom. Mm. And the more structure you have, the more freedom you have in your life, the more freedom you have in your business. So I get to now teach them that because I've been way too nice about their morning routine. I wake them up <laughs> I things. So I said, I go. You get to now get yourself up in the morning. If you are yeah. not downstairs, and if you're not ready to go when I'm ready to go, then the quant consequences are on your on you. If you yeah. miss school or you miss a class, and you have to take an exam because of that, then that's the consequences. Because by coddling them, they're not they're not going to be prepared for life. So yeah, we decided what time do you need to set the alarm for? And I wrote it down. Hunter is my daughter. She gets to set her alarm for 610. My son gets to set his alarm for eight 815 or 8 o'clock, whatever he decided. Then we went through what are the expectations in this household? Because there is no, no allowance for expect expected things. So my okay. expectations are garbage goes out, dishes are in the dishwasher, um, dogs, I have dogs. They get their hair, they get to be brushed. And they also get to be have their you know stuff picked up outside mm. when they go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they all have their things that are expected. Make their bed in the morning because when you make your bed in the morning, you've already accomplished something for the day. You've already set yourself 100%. up for success. So it's super oh, yeah. important that they make their bed in the morning, which we have not been doing, I'll admit. So they get to do that. Um, those are expectations that, and they, it all gets to be complete by, well, the bed in the morning, but everything else by seven 30 at night. And then they have an hour to be with their friends, do what they want to do before we unwind for bed. Um, and it's listed out. And then if they, for things that allowance wise, for things that they get to be paid for to earn money, because another thing I learned recently, which was spectacular, why are parents paying for gifts for their friends? If they want to oh, buy their yeah. friends gifts, they should be buying their friends gifts so they get yeah. to earn money for the things that they want to spend on. This is what's creating successful, responsible adults in the future. So they get to create value in the home in order for that they're going to be get paid for because as entrepreneurs, the world's changing and it's changing fast, especially with yeah. AI. So the entrepreneurs that are going to make it are going to are the ones that are creating value in the world. So, I want to teach my children that in order to, if you want to to get paid, you get to create value in our home. And that means doing something outside the box, maybe vacuuming for, you know, for that yes. you see that something's going on and you vacuumed that room. That's adding value to, to the family. That's create, or volunteering, you know, donating yeah. your time into something else. That's creating yeah. value. So that's what we we, we, we sat down and we did, and now we're going to have a once a week meeting on how that's progressing every week and how we're doing, what worked, what didn't yeah. work and how can we keep, how can we tweak what didn't work and how can I support you in, in making it work in the next week? So was there any pushback to this? no they loved it we were laughing and joking they they didn't fight with each other they joked with each other brother and sister so they butt heads a lot um no it was like a like and i said i go do you know what mommy does i actually brought that up too i'm like do you know what mommy does and do you understand what, why mommy's doing what she does? Because sometimes I work, it's eight o'clock at night right now while I'm talking with you. They're in the yeah. other room and I said, I go, I have a podcast you know, appearance that I'm doing and so I'm gonna be recording. And And they said, yeah, we know what you do. And and I said, do you know why I go away? Because sometimes I go away to conferences and they, they said, yeah. yes, and I go, you know I'm doing this for the family. I'm doing this for us. I'm doing this for our future. And I also shared with them what my goals are for next year. I My goal is seven figures. Like we are creating this. And I said, in order for me to create this for our family, I need my team. I You yes. are my team. And yeah. we get to work together on this. So I'm bringing them into the goals. So this is not my goal to create seven figures. This is a, our family goal to create yep. seven figures. And in order for me to create that, they get to step up as well and follow through with the things that they're committed to following through with.
0: It's genius. I mean you're it's like a little business that of just mm-hmm. the fa- it's a little family business. My question for you is because you said your your ex-husband is still in the in the picture. Does this same same
1: like culture exist at his place or is this only at mom's house? He's a great dad. And he, um, and so he, I did share with him what I did and he was like, he loved it. And so he's definitely, I think he's going to be implementing that, that we have each other's back. And that's another nice. thing about why this works is I can reach out to him. He, we don't always maybe agree, but we come together because at the end of the day, even though we're not together, we, everything we do is for them we put them first. And that's one thing that we made, like I made sure when we got divorced that that was created. I wasn't going to allow our issues to affect them. And that's another reason I started my business was because I wanted I did, I did. wanted their life to stay the same as much as I could. I kept the home. I didn't want to move from the home. So I, I, I fought for this and I've done everything to keep it. And I also wanted to make sure that their livelihood didn't change as far as me being home at the end of the day, like yeah. for them, so I could pick them up You know, they didn't, they could keep those things going because they were young. They were five and seven. And that's Mm. a really important, those are important years, um, you know, with life changing. So that was one of the whys of why I started my business as well. So he's on board and he's, he's a great dad. So I'm blessed.
0: Yeah, no, that's really wonderful. Um, Did you find when the kids were younger and you were like, you know, starting this business that like, what were the challenges? Was it like, who's going to watch the kids or was it deeper
1: than that? It was yeah, it was tough. Luckily for me, I had my grandmother and my mother here. Now I don't. Now my grandmother passed away a couple years ago and my mom has moved. But she's now here from she's here. We're we're, we're in December right now. So she's here from December to April on and off. Hmm. So she will help while she's here. Um, But while they were little, I was blessed enough to have that support system in place. And that's huge. And if you don't have that support system in place, it's really important that you find it, whether it's with friends or something like that, because there's no way I could have, it was chaotic just because of, like you said, mindset, was there a lot of mindset shifts? Yes. Organization, structure, all of that, like scarcity. That was a huge mindset. Issue that I had, I had, I got to work through, and it's it's been an ongoing one for for years. Um, so those were things that were that were definitely a challenge. And having small kids that you really wanted, I wanted to keep everything as as close as possible. So having a support system, and if it's not family, creating one, finding one is super super key
0: yeah i was raised by a single mother so i'm not a mother as i said but um i was raised by a single mom and and my grandparents played a huge role in my upbringing because she was a i'm from new york city so my mom was like worked on wall street as like an administrative assistant so i was with my grandparents every day and i often think about like what 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 would have happened if my grandparents weren't around at that time and and actually it, it doesn't feel like it would have been a completely different thing to not have i hate i hate this word but sort of that that tribe around around the two of us like we would have been very different if it were just the two of us you know absolutely
1: absolutely how did you evolve into the coach that you are now Hmm. well when i first started as i said i was not a business strategy coach i knew zero about business, and i was um i decided because the coach that i hired was like do what you know so i knew health and wellness like i shared And I went into that space and it had completely changed because when I had done it, I was a personal trainer inside of a gym. I had done event sales. So I I had a sales background. I was in radio sales. I had a lot of sales background and I had that health and wellness space, which was a lot of mindset. So when I went back into health and wellness, I had didn't realize that it completely changed now that online had taken, you know, everybody was moving toward online. There was gut health, keto, vegan, like it had niched down. Um, in a big way. And I wasn't excited about it. It did not turn me on. And I'm like, I don't want to learn this. It doesn't excite me. I'm not passionate about it. So what I was going through a, a huge transformation and I was taking a leadership, I was in a leadership program. So I started working with women on transformation what yeah. they wanted to create, transforming their lives, really reaching for their goals. So we would set goals and manifest. I would work with them on manifesting those goals. So as I was moving them through that process, they were creating and hitting those goals and achieving them. And they all started wanting to start a business, most of them. I would say 80% yeah. of them now mm-hmm. wanted to move into starting their own business because they and they had seen me do it. So that's how my business evolved into business strategy coaching and what I do now i love that it's so funny when you're a coach years ago i'd be business coaching i'd have
0: been like right (laughs) right well i mean in you know i don't know how much you know about me but um i'm i've been a wedding planner for over a decade but i'm also a certified life coach as of this year and you know what it takes you have to put in all these hours to be a coach and what's funny about everyone that i'm coaching every client that i have this year as a coach has rebranded all all of them and it's not i'm not telling them to rebrand right i'm just receiving this this energy. And I'm like, oh, I think this is going to be another rebrand. And so I said to one of my clients the other day, I said, I, I don't know, am I a rebrand coach now? And she, we laughed. And I said, I'm just receiving what you guys are bringing me here. And you're all bringing me rebrand. So I think it's interesting. Like We learn a lot from our clients. It's not It's not always us saying, this is what I want to do or be. Yeah. Sometimes people tell me or tell, tell us the general, the royal we, this is what you are to me. And I'm like, oh,
1: how funny, how interesting. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. That's awesome,
1: and it's just like you—you get to be open to whatever is coming next. Yes,
0: Um, and I also feel like that's sort of a a metaphor for parenting, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you always have to get to be open for what's next. You never know what's coming. Um, Do either of your
0: kids have, and do you think they have an entrepreneurial spirit?
1: I think so. Um, My daughter really loves her skincare, and I'm like, you should do skincare for teens because you know she used to do more videos and things online right now. She's not really doing anything. My son will get into the mode of, he wants to start YouTube. And so I, I think eventually down the road, they'll get to it. But right now they have their art. Like my daughter, my daughter really loves ice skating. So she's focused Mm. on that. And my son really loves his theater and his art. So he's, he's focused on that. So we'll see. I wouldn't ever say no, because I think it's just going to never know. (laughs) <laughs> Their dad's never an entrepreneur. Know. I'm an entrepreneur. So I think eventually. Oh, it's likely things. that yeah, they're going to do something. They're going to do yeah. something for sure. Yeah. Um,
0: I want to talk about self-care because it's such an important topic for me personally. It's something that I've been on a self-development journey of for years. I also run a self-care membership for wedding pros and creatives. And so I'm always curious, especially as a single mom, like what is your non-negotiable self-care? Like, it, like come hell or high water, what is Heidi doing for herself?
1: I would say my, and I wish I had it in the room, but it's not. Um, Cause I carried it around with me all day today. My gratitude journal, if oh, that yeah. is my non-negotiable um, and the way I do it is a little different than other people that many people may do it is I have my gratitude journal and I write my gratitude for the morning and then I go into future gratitude as if it already mm-hmm. happened. So I'm grateful yes. for, I always lead with, I'm grateful for my children and I start with that. And then I go into what I want for the future that I don't have yet, but I I write it as I've already had it. Like I didn't know how I was gonna get a new roof on my home and I needed a new roof. And I'm like, I'm grateful for my new roof. And literally it happened. Relationships with certain people that I thought were like, I would be like FOMOing over. And I'm like, I am so grateful that I have a business relationship with them and we are friends and it happened, it showed up. So just, it's really amazing what you can create when you're in gratitude and living in that state and at that vibration. I also now started doing besides just that on the other side of the page, cause I'll let it flow. Some days I'll have like maybe 10 things. Mm-hmm. Other days I'll have two pages. I just write until it stops. Yeah. Um. And then my, and then I'll, and then on the next page, I'll write, I am, I am loved. I am, I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am, you know, a force to be reckoned with, like whatever yes. you're feeling like you need in that moment, yes. like just declaring it for the day. That's what I write on the other page. I love it. How how long would you say that takes you to do every day? Oh, five minutes. Yeah, I, I, so yeah. I have my routine. Yes, five minutes. It doesn't take long at all. And sometimes it takes less because if I if I just if it's not if I'm not in flow, even mm-hmm. if I'm grateful for like three things, I'm grateful. I'm in gratitude. Yeah. yeah. And some days, I'll, some days it'll just flow like. And some days I'll sit outside. Like right now, I live in Florida. Right now, the weather is gorgeous, so I love to open the doors and go sit outside and just be in, like, hear the birds, see the squirrels, have my dogs run, um, and I'll have my coffee with me, and that's how I like to start my day.
0: I love it. And thank you for giving that time frame because a lot of times we talk about habits constantly in the membership. And the thing that keeps coming up is like, I don't have time. And it's like, well, but you have five minutes, right? Because you were probably going to go, not you, but the general you, we're going to go scroll TikTok for five minutes anyway. So you may as well do something good for yourself, right? Um, and I know you're very goal oriented and this episode is actually going to be coming out in 2024. So how just walk us through how you, how you like approach your goals. Do you make like a
1: word of the year? Do you do goals per quarter? Like what's your vibe? Okay. So I love this. Cause I'm actually doing a two day goal workshop coming up. Mm. Um, so it really, it starts with vision. What's your vision? And the way you tap into your vision. And this is a question I'll say to many people, especially women. is like, what do you want? Yeah. And they can't answer it. Many can't answer it because we don't yeah. allow ourselves to want, we feel selfish. Yeah. We put everybody else before us. We're nurturers. So it's like when you ask, what, what do I want? I'm like, I'm, I'm allowed to want. Like I'm allowed to think that way. So yeah. really go into what is it that you want and taking time and journaling on that. And if you're blocked on that, what's coming up for you that's blocking you from stepping into your vision? Because that really scares me and makes me really sad when women don't know what they want and don't have a vision. So you can't create a goal if you don't have a vision. So that's the first step. What is your vision? What do you want to create? And many ways I'll ask this too, is like, if it's a year from now and I haven't seen you and I run into you and I'm like, Oh my God, Renee, it's been a year. What have you like, what's going on for you? You know? And most women, when I ask that question will say, well, I want this. And, you know, and I'm like, no, you're in it. They can't be in it. So it's all created from a place of it's in the future but you already have it. It's already happening. So starting that. with your vision, getting very clear with your vision. And then what are your big goals? And think big, go big. And most people will go big for their year goal and then they'll underestimate their five-year goals. So oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So really just like, and, and go, go big. Because even if you hit half, like when I have a huge goal for next year and I'm like, if I hit half that, I'm crushing it. You know? Exactly. But, exactly. but, I, but if I went half that, I wouldn't be happy. Like if I hit right. half of that, you know, well, so goal have date. to be a
0: little scary too. The goals have to
1: scary. It has bit. to be scary. It has yeah. to be scary. It gets it gets to be realistic. It gets to be scary, and it gets to be stretchy, um, because your brain does get to comprehend it. But you can comprehend your big goals when you set that goal and then reverse engineer what that looks like backwards. So then go back monthly. Okay, if I create a million dollar goal for the year, what does that look like quarterly? It's yeah. 250, 250, 250, 250 However. My first quarter out of the gate, I may realize, you know what, 250 kind of like super scary and I don't see it as attainable. So, okay, let me go for the hundred, you know, I'm going to go for the, or the, even the 50, because you know, once you create that, then you can always triple it for the next one. Then you can really set yourself up to really stretch. Like you crush that goal and it's like, okay, now let's go all in on the next one. And then you're going to hit, and then those goals go up. But you need to know where you're going in order to get there. So set your goal, reverse engineer it backwards quarterly and then monthly. And then you get to break down your weekly. So whatever mm. that monthly goal, what is it weekly that your goals are? So by Monday to Friday or Monday to Sunday, every work, I ple- I hope to I pray that you guys take days off. Um, so Monday to I mean, Friday,
0: off, please. <laughs>
1: yeah, Monday to we're just gonna say Monday to Friday. And I know wedding planners they they work weekends, but just just for this segment, Monday to Friday. What are your goals? What do you need? What do you need to do for that week to hit that goal? And then reverse engineer that backwards per day, so yeah. you know what you're hitting, and you you have it has to be measurable. You have to be able to. You need to know your numbers, and if you're not doing it that way, you're not gonna know your numbers, and it's gonna be really hard to hit those goals. I agree. You know, I think it's so interesting what you said about people not
0: even knowing what they want. I did a corporate workshop uh, virtual last week. And uh, it was about like, it was about like abundance manifestation, and then also like a tiny bit of goal setting, like a looking forward. And I asked what everyone does for fun. And I, I it was a pretty innocuous question for me. And one of the participants got very emotional. And she said, I don't even know, what I like to do for fun. I, I don't, I'm so far removed from fun at this point in my life that I don't even know. And I was like, all right, well, that there's the work, first of all, but second of all, like, let's not shame ourselves for not knowing. If if we're living a life that is so far removed from that, then, then that's actually a gift to know that that's where the work is, you know? So if when Heidi said that, like, well, you have to know what you want. If your whole body just said, oh, fuck, I don't know what I want.
1: There's no shame in that. You just know that that's where you start that's where you have exactly. to start, you know, that's where you start and fight. Yeah. Just like you shared, like it's a, it's a, it's an awareness and that's a, a blessing and a gift that you are now aware. Don't shame. Don't feel shame over it. Feel gratitude for it. Thank you for letting me feel this. So I know that's my next step because yeah. many people don't know what their next step is. And, and for women, especially like big time for women, listen to your body, Listen to the responses that your body is giving you, because that's going to tell you exactly where you get to know go next. Whenever something scary comes up for me, like there was for case in point, there was an event where you got we got to speak on stage. It was a speakathon with Pete Vargas. love um, it. Yeah, so it was like you could go, and I, I immediately, as soon as it it came up, it, my body immediately shut down, and I said, "That's my next cut. Yeah. That's where I get to go." And I literally had a week, like it was the next week. I wasn't going to have any days to prepare for it. But I said, you know what? I get to do it anyway, because I know it's so scary. My body just shut down. That means that's where I get to go. Because if I really want to create my seven figures next year, I need to be able to step out of my comfort zone and do the scary things. And how did it go? It was awesome. I made it through round one. (laughs) Amazing! I made it through round one. Round two, I didn't prepare for at all. Like I prepared on the way down for round one. So round two, I didn't prepare for, but um, but I've already spoken on since September. I think I've been on twenty stages. That's amazing. Um, and, I, and and then for September, no, was it was it October, November for three months, October, November, December. I set a goal to speak on twenty stages just for this quarter, and yeah, I will I will crush that goal. So, nice. but I would have never done that had I not f- stepped into the fear yes. that I was feeling so that's what i invite all of you to do
0: love it love it love it love it i just want to bring it full circle anyone listening who's a single parent what is your one if you could leave them with one piece of advice what would your advice be
1: that's a great question be you Mm. be you and that means be vulnerable with your kids let them Mm. in share with them what your goals are share with them what you're up to because most parents are so, like, we're so scared of messing up our kids, but our kids just want to know what we're up to. So share what you're doing, share what your goals are, let them be a part of your journey, and you are going to raise amazing kids that are contributing to the world. Uh, I love it. I love it. How do you thank you so much for being here. You're a delight. You're this has but amazing. I've just enjoyed this so much.
0: Thank you. I'm so glad I got to be one of your... Uh... One of your speaking, <laughs> one of your manifest, <laughs> one of your manifested
1: speaking things. Although it's not a stage, I get it, but it's the same. But you're in, this same is a energy. stage. This is yeah. a stage. And for for the wedding planners who are listening, get on stages. Get on. Get in front of people. You're gonna really hone in your messaging. You're really gonna. You're gonna get in front of more people, and you're gonna be able to grow your business and just serve more people with with the beauty of you. I love that. How do you? Where can people find you on the internet? Where do you hang out? I'm in all the places, so you can find me on Facebook. Uh, Facebook, I'm Heidi Shock. Um, my website is HeidiShock.com. I have Instagram, Heidi Shock Coaching, and I'm on TikTok. That's a new one. So Pinterest is super new; just launched Pinterest. So if you want to nice. see us go there and want to, you know, watch us and come along for the journey, I'd love to have you. So we're there. And what, what did I leave out? Oh, I'm on LinkedIn. Oh, Heidi,
0: We will put all of these links in the show notes, so you can very easily click over and and connect with Heidi.
1: And thank you again, friend. It's good to uh, have Absolutely. you. Absolutely, thank you. And we're having an event in January oh. called the Irresistible Offer Bootcamp. Nice. So go to the website, or you know, you can um can yeah, do it with me. We'll link it uh, on Instagram, and you can join. It's free. Oh, and we'll lovely. show you if you don't have if you're, you know, not sure about your offer and you're, you know, it's not jiving fully for you, join us for the event. We'll, we'll oh. love to have. Love it. Thanks so much, Heidi.
0: Thanks for listening yeah. to this week's Talk with Renee Dallow. We would love for you to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow the show on Spotify so you never miss an episode. And remember, this isn't a one-way conversation. I want to hear from you, our amazing listeners. So reach out to me on Instagram at Renee Dallow or on TikTok at the Renee Dallow. Tell me your thoughts on this episode and suggest topics you'd like us to explore in future episodes. You are a crucial part of this community and your voice matters. And as always, I know that your time is the one thing you cannot make any more of. And I'm always so
1: grateful that you spend it with me. Until next time, friends, be good to yourself.